Welcome to the Turkey Hunter Podcast with me, your host, Andy Galliano. In this podcast, I share with turkey hunters just like you how to have more turkeys on your hunting property and how to have more successful turkey hunts. I teach you how to do this with tips and interviews with turkey hunting pros, wildlife management tips, and entertaining turkey hunting stories. Tune in weekly as I share proven and simple strategies to help you have more success this turkey season. Make sure to head over to www.iamturkeyhunting.com to subscribe to receive free turkey hunting tips, tactics, strategies, and product reviews. Also, please visit and like my Facebook fan page. Go to Facebook and search I Am Turkey Hunting. And also feel free to post your turkey hunting photos from this past season and let us know where and when you killed your bird. For all of you Twitter users out there, please follow me on Twitter where my handle is at turkeyhitman, and I will be sure to follow you back. And now, for this week's show. Hello and welcome back to this week's episode of the Turkey Hunter Podcast. I've been promising you guys that I would have somebody come on, a guest interview, and have them talk about fall turkey hunting and offer us some fall turkey hunting tips. And today, finally, I'm delivering that promise. But before I turn you over to our guest, I want to encourage you to go to our Facebook fan page. Just go to Facebook and search I Am Turkey Hunting. And check out some of the cool stories that are on there. I posted a story that was originally listed on the Georgia Outdoor News website. And this is a story of a donkey that actually killed a coyote that had come into someone's pasture. And so, pretty cool story. There's a photo that the owner of the donkey was able to take of the donkey holding the coyote in its mouth, and he's holding the coyote by the throat. So, pretty cool stuff. I encourage you to check that out. Also, I want to thank you guys for participating on the Facebook fan page. One of the main reasons that I do that is I enjoy participating with you guys. I enjoy hearing your stories, seeing your photos. And so I'd like to thank Albert Garby, Robert Blankenship, who shared an awesome photo of him and two of his buddies with three nice Missouri gobblers. Robert, thank you for posting that photo. I really appreciate that. Love seeing your photos of your trophies. Blois Peoples, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Thank you for participating. Jeff Peterson and Ricky Pangallo. Please come back often and share your comments and thoughts on the page for all of us to see. Thank you. So this week, we have part one of episode 14, Fall Turkey Hunting Tips and Strategies. Our guest today is Steve Hickoff. Steve is an avid turkey hunter who turkey hunts months and months and months each year. He travels around the country to extend his turkey hunting season, which I encourage all of you to do if you don't already do it. When Steve is not in the turkey woods, he earns a living as a writer. I'm pretty sure that you've read some of Steve's work before. If you've read the National Wild Turkey Federation's Turkey Country publication, if you've read Outdoor Life, or the Old Turkey and Turkey Hunting magazine, or any other popular outdoor or hunting magazine, you've most likely have seen some of Steve's work. Steve is also currently the writer and editor Realtree.com's turkey blog on their website. Steve is passionate about fall turkey hunting. He's very knowledgeable on the topic as well. 
this man wrote the book on fall turkey hunting. No, literally, he wrote the book on fall turkey hunting entitled Fall and Winter Turkey Hunter's Handbook, which offers a ton of tips and strategies for putting a fresh wild turkey on your Thanksgiving table. Steve's going to share some of those tips and strategies with us today, so we're going to jump right into the interview, and I'll see you on the other side. You killed any birds yet? Yeah, I've had just a whirlwind October, as as I said. Started out in Maine and then headed down to New York State. That was about a thousand mile road trip. And down wow. down there, we we killed nine birds in camp, nine guys. So that was a pretty good hunt. And I got back here and killed my two on Saturday. And then I hunted New Hampshire last week. And as all turkey hunters can attest, it was a it was a humbling experience. But I'll take it any day. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's true. A lot better than being in the office, isn't it? <laughs> I don't mind the work, you know, but this time of year we got to make hay because those deer hunters are about to hit the woods. So, when does when does deer season start there for you? Deer season starts way too early and ends too late, as far as I'm concerned, as a turkey hunter. <laughs> it's uh, here in Maine, man. In in the expanded zone, you can hunt early in September with a bow, uh-huh. and it finishes up with muzzleloader the second week of December. But okay. that's all right. I just keep border hopping and going to different states and road trip. And I'll be down in Pennsylvania next month. So, yeah. Good deal. Good deal. That's how we do it. But well, fantastic. 16 million deer hunters can't be wrong. <laughs> I don't know. And you've got a mess of them up there near you, too. We do, man. Uh, it's Pennsylvania, okay. New York. Yeah, we, yeah. All, we all get along. Yeah. How about you? I'll, you been I'll, out? I haven't. I actually do not fall turkey hunt. There's only like five or six counties in the state of Alabama that allow fall turkey hunting. And so it's something that I've never done. Now, I have late winter, not even early spring, late winter, I have just gone into the woods and busted up flocks and called them back in just for the heck of it. And, you know, that's... that You know, fall turkey hunting is just a great way to learn all the vocalizations, as you know, and it's great for just a guy who spring turkey hunts because he he's going to hear all the vocalizations, despite what some will say. I mean, they're very talkative in the fall. Yeah. And it's just, that's a great thing to do, just get out there and hang with them, even if, even if your state doesn't offer it. It's really amazing with Alabama, with the great Tom Kelly living down there. And, of course, he's got that chapter on fall hunting in 10th Legion that, that it's gone in that direction. But a lot of states, well, not a lot of states, some states are, managing for spring turkey hunting and and less so for fall i know there's several states that don't allow fall hunting at all you know we've got just a few counties here in alabama that allow it but i think arkansas is one that does not allow fall hunting at all so they unceremoniously canceled that despite the fact that it was on the books several years ago they simply canceled fall turkey season why do you think it's fallen out of uh, yeah, it's you know when I was a kid growing up in North Central Pennsylvania, spring turkey hunting was looked at with disdain and disregard because the idea was that it was easy in the in the spring to call on a sexed up gobbler and more difficult in the fall. Sure. Uh, so I grew up with that tradition, and it's still a big tradition in North Central Pennsylvania, which is you know ridges and and it's basically Upper Appalachia. Right. Uh, I think what's happened in our industry is that it's it, end management is that it's geared toward you know beards in the spring and and antlers in the fall. Biologists regard, as you know, a gobbler in the spring after he's bred 
one or several hens that he's expendable. He's passed on his genes, so why not hunt that bird? In the fall, a lot of hunters will target family flocks. Some young and older hens get killed uh, mm-hmm. legally. So, you know, there's a perception that it's a little bit out of whack in terms of management. But in some areas where there are a lot of hens, I think it's justified. We try to target fall gobblers as best we can, including the young ones. You know, young yeah. young gobblers are, are great eating and hunting in the fall. But uh, I, yeah. think, I think that's what's happened, just to generalize, you know. That makes a lot of sense. Well, tell us when, how, and who introduced you to fall turkey hunting. I grew up in uh, north-central Pennsylvania, which is very rugged state game lands territory. My dad was a turkey hunter. He introduced me to it. He's also a deer hunter, but that never stuck with me. I, I've always enjoyed yeah. it. Turkeys just do something to me, as I'm sure they do to you. There's something that happens when I see a turkey hunt, a turkey call a turkey, whatever. It just it's 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 got a lot of meaning to me. So... I became obsessed when I was a kid. Of course, back then, there weren't as many turkeys as we have now. Uh, so you spent yeah. a lot of time in the woods watching, listening, trying to trying to hunt them. So I grew up, you know, as part of the, as a young hunter, as part of that management, turkey hunting management across the country, and have benefited from it. You know, in the last 20, 25 years of, of hunting, I've been able to fortunately hunt around the country and, and enjoy all of this. So... The fall turkey hunting to me was never separate from the spring because I don't deer hunt. You know, I see it as just a continuum. So there have been some years I've been fortunate to hunt eight months a year around the country for turkeys, and it sounds kind of insane. But as a turkey hunter, you'll know how deep of a grip it can hold on you. Absolutely. Yeah, Yeah, if I I could hunt 12 months and, you know, actually have real hunts where they were vocal and acting like turkeys instead of, you know, the hot summer months, heck yeah, I'd do it. Yeah, you know, even up here in Maine, this coming year, you can hunt till June 6th. It's the last, wow. it's the last, you know, it's the last season to end in the country. And then yeah. I think out in Colorado, it might be, or one of the states out west, I did a piece recently. One of them opens in August. Some of them open very early in September. So you can, especially with archery seasons, you can bounce around the country. And you can do a lot of DIY hunts, you know, that are fairly inexpensive. Right. But uh, yeah, it just sort of, just sort of gripped me early and stayed with me, and I can't shake it. Nor do I want to. So <laughs> <laughs> I say the same thing. You know, you won't you won't hear me get up in front of a group and yeah. in the twelve step program and say, "Hey, my name's Andy. I'm a turkey hunter." <laughs> that's just not going to happen. I embrace it. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, traveling's the key. So, though. I think traveling to the states. You know, I I understand deer hunters around here. They have every right do what they do and and they are the the large share of of the marketing money and wildlife management i mean there are 16 million deer right. hunters and 4 million turkey hunters some of the turkey hunters hunt deer in the fall so what we what we do what i try to do is to go from state to state as, as seasons open and close you know i continue moving throughout the northeast and around the country so yeah that's that's what we do a lot of road miles yeah yeah definitely is there anything about fall hunting that makes it a little bit more special than spring, or would you say you just you love them both the same? And yeah, I love them both. I mean, the industry and the work I do for a variety of media outlets is is definitely spring driven. The traffic right. around the country uh, that we get on on Realtree.com demonstrates that people are interested in turkeys in the spring. There's still a little bit in the fall, but it's a hardcore group, and I found that as a as a writer and editor and 
photographer over the years. The, the market's lean in that direction. For me, it's special because you're out there when there are more turkeys in the woods than ever. You're constantly encountering turkey flocks. You're able to use all sorts of techniques that we do in the fall, from scattering birds to call them back to gain the calling advantage, call them back to your position, to nearly 30 states allow fall turkey dogging. I'm a fall turkey dogger as well. The yeah. idea there is that the, the dogs find and scatter the birds more effectively than you do, and then you set up the break site and you try to call them back to your position. Now, the disadvantage is that a wired-up dog like that is, is difficult to contain in the sack, especially if you've just done it for an hour. He's a lot right. easier on a Vermont ridge after eight hours. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I just I just love it because, you know, after a summer of uh, fishing and making wing bone calls and poking around, you get to eat out, out there again. and It's just a great time of the year. You know, I, I love it. I love it when I yeah. kill them. I love it when I don't kill them. I just love being out there with them, you know. Absolutely. Yeah, there definitely is something special about them, just like you said. Yep. Well, hunting, you know, you mentioned hunting with dogs, and that really seems to be a, a dying art. What? Talk to me about using the dogs to bust the fall flocks, yeah. and I would, you know, who introduced you to all that, too? Yeah, I would... Uh, I would actually amend that. I think it's it's a growing, in terms of offerings, it's growing because 20 years ago in the early 90s, only 11 states permitted fall turkey dogging. Oh, really? Now okay. it's only 30. And what's interesting is fall turkey doggers like me and others, we have, <laughs> we haven't done it on our own, but we've pestered, we've pestered state game agencies to allow this. Now, we, yeah. we have a whole contingent throughout the Northeast, and there's a great, you know, there's a gentleman in, in Wisconsin, John Fries, who's got a uh, a site devoted to turkey dogging. He and others, including myself, have, have not pressured but but let state wildlife agencies know about this. Now, not a lot of people do it, but in recent years, and we're talking, you know, maybe the last seven, eight years, it has been legalized in Maine, New Hampshire, Pennsylvania, Ohio, and a variety of other states. So there's a there's a big northeastern contingent. It's traditionally a deal from the Virginias and the West Virginias. It always mm-hmm. has been. The Boykin Spaniel was, was developed in the Carolinas, ironically, for turkey hunting and dogging. But as you know, neither North nor South Carolina offer a fall or winter turkey season. Right. So it is growing. I don't know if it's growing in numbers, though. It's growing in opportunity but it's sort of a watchdog thing. It's like one of those deals that we love to do it, and there's a whole group of us who do it, and I don't even know what the number would be. Yeah. But we love it. We do it. You know, you'll see presence a presence in national magazines, and I've done a lot of this writing over the last 20 or 25 years. The, the way I got acquainted with it originally was at a place called Turkey Trot Acres in New York. My friend Pete Clare partnered with John and J.T. Byrne from Lowry, Virginia, and they've got mm-hmm. Appalachian turkey dogs, which are bred. They're a pointer setter, plot hound cross, and they are bred to bark on the flush and find and scatter right. small turkeys. So I started with those guys, and like a lot of a lot of people who grew up hunting with dogs, I grew up the son of a, a beagle man. I sort of had that experience, you know, with hounding, and yeah. so it was a nice transition with the turkey deal. So I, I started with them, but then I branched out using English setters, which are a pointing breed, obviously, but I... I trained them to scatter fall turkeys. You know, I didn't didn't train them to be steady to wing or run. So I've had yeah. a lot of good success with English setters doing just that, you know. 
Yeah, and you you mentioned a wired turkey dog, and boy, <laughs> those are wired. Yeah, I mean English setters are probably the most wired. A lab owner buddy of mine says he just doesn't trust English setters because he's uh, he he just <laughs> they've got too much personality too. <laughs> and I say, well, that's what I like about them, you know. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, definitely. So you know, it's it's like this whole contingent of guys. A lot of us use different breeds to do what we want. Since those dogs are in the hands of a fall turkey hunter, they get and get acquainted with the tradition and and the training. So. Yeah, and that line is still alive and well. John Byrne, the late great John Byrne, passed away a few years ago, but his son JT, there in Lowry, Virginia, still has the line going. So, yeah, yeah, that's that's they, odd. Just another way to fall turkey on. But the Byrne family really seems to be kind of the the name, at least when you say turkey dogs to me, the name that really yeah. is associated with that. And there's a reason for that. You know, Pete Clara when he started his turkey hunting lodge there in upstate New York. He contacted John and J.T. Byrne. You, I don't know if you remember back in the early 90s, Outdoor Life did a piece, Larry Mueller did a piece on John Byrne on fall turkey dogging. And it was really the first that, that you'd see this in a national magazine. Now, it's been written about for 100 years now. I mean, some of the early turkey books had evidence of turkey dogging. But anyway, Pete partnered with the Burns. They started this operation. They brought writers like myself in. We started to write about it a lot in uh, places like Outdoor. And I was one of those guys who was fortunate to be part of that. So that was really, Pete was, Pete Clare and Pete and Sherry Clare, his wife, were really the engines behind this notoriety. Now, what's funny, as a writer, and you know this, I contacted dozens more who turkey dogged in, in the Virginias and elsewhere, and these guys don't want to talk about it. They don't want notoriety. They don't want <laughs> they don't want to be in a yeah. national magazine. They do their yeah. thing, and they want no part of a media guy who also happens to hunt pretty hard. So that's why those guys haven't received any notoriety and why the Burns have. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But justifiably uh, deserved as well. You know, I think it's changed the face of turkey hunting uh yeah years and a lot of that has come through media sort of being the in my case sort of being a middleman who does it and is fortunate to know these people and then get the word out you know right so but i don't know you know i don't know just had a recent radio interview and there was a remark about people hunting deer in the fall and how fall turkey hunting wasn't necessarily viewed with a favorable eye and that may be the case i don't know with some people but uh we appreciate the opportunities. <laughs> yeah. You know, it do, it doesn't affect us here in Alabama a whole lot. Yeah. Just yeah. like I said, for the mere reason that all hunting's not allowed in most of the counties that I hunt in anyway for deer. But I can tell you, if you gave me the choice of playing solitaire in the deer camp <laughs> for six hours or going to sit in a, in a tree stand for six hours and wait on a deer to walk by me, yeah. I'm going to choose solitaire. <laughs> I'm with you. You know, but I say that, and I do deer hunt, and I enjoy deer hunting. My father deer hunts and introduced me to it, and as long as he's around, I'll continue to do it. So, you know, that that probably has a good bit to do with it. But, you know, when most people think of fall turkey hunting, they think of busting up a flock of turkeys and setting up where where they were busted to call them in. But that's not really the only strategy for fall turkeys, is it? No. You can, um, you can study a flock, and you can look at sign. You can look at you know, droppings and, and tracks and scratchings and 
all sorts of things that are evidence of turkeys when they're not there and locate that roost. They talk a lot on the roost in the fall, too, mm-hmm. maybe even more so. And then get into a situation where you're thinking like a turkey, and if you can get between the roost site and their preferred feeding zones, you have a good opportunity of making vocal contact with them and calling them in for a look. You can call the intact flock right to your position, and we've been fortunate to do that in situations where you can hunt one farm, say, and you can't hunt the next. So you don't want to scatter birds. You don't want to take your dogs in there, but you do want to hunt turkeys. So you get in that situation, and the only challenge, I would say, Andy, when you get a lot of birds coming, if you have 20 birds coming, they're shoulder to shoulder, the toughest thing is getting separation because you don't want, you know, if you you just have a tag for one or two birds, you can't shoot. I've had that on many occasions several years ago in New York, called in nine longbeards off the roost, and they were all shoulder to shoulder. This is in October, and I could Mm -hmm. not shoot. had to let them walk. Now, that's a great moment. That's a great hunting experience, but you just have to be patient and deliberate about it because they can come straight in. And there's yeah. a bunch of them. On that hunt, I ended up killing two young turkeys. But it started out calling in nine longbeards off the roost, which I had to pass mm. on. So that yeah. is, that's one of the, I would say that's one of the better techniques is is simply uh, setting up where you found turkey sign and then calling like a flock, you know, using a variety of vocalizations to bring them in. Yeah. So that may be a better strategy for bow hunters or maybe those who don't get around as well as they used to. Oh, absolutely. Yep. And uh, for years, I don't now because I'm I'm doing more of the dogging, but for years in states like New Hampshire, which has a 92-day fall archery season, I used to go over Mm -hmm. there with my bow. And I'm not a very competent bow hunter, I have to tell you that. But the fact that I wasn't and, (laughs) and am not as competent as I'd like to be, I'm still out there with the turkeys, so hunting turkeys with a bow on the ground with no blind, scattering them or just calling them off the roost to your position, that, that can teach you, there's a lot of enjoyment in it, and it can teach you a lot about vocalizations and just simple turkey hunting without the kill, you know. It's it's a nice situation. Some guys would say that that'd be frustrating, but it's 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 not. I mean, it's learning about turkeys, and it's calling them in, and it's, you could call it, you know, whatever you want, but it's it's still enjoyable. Right. So, yeah, you can hunt them, hunt them on the ground like that. Guys who bow hunt with, with blinds in situations where they've targeted birds, they can certainly do the same thing and call birds in that way, you know. Yeah. Hey, thanks for tuning in. Be sure to tune in next week for part two of episode 14, where Steve will share his thoughts on using decoys in the fall, his passion for turkey dogging, his strategy after a bad flock bust, and he shares his most recent successful turkey hunt and the reason that that hunt was successful. Be sure to catch Steve on Realtree.com or on his blog, which is hickoff.blogspot.com. That's H-I-C-K-O-F-F dot blogspot, B-L-O-G-S-B-O-T dot com. Also, Be sure to pick up a copy of Steve's book on Amazon. Just go to Amazon and search Fall and Winter Turkey Hunter's Handbook. The book is affordable and it's a very good read. Lots of great information in there and I do not think you'll be disappointed at all. Again, thank you guys for tuning in. I know that you have choices and I appreciate you spending some time with us. 
I look forward to seeing you next week, and I hope you have a great week. Goodbye. Thanks for tuning in. You were just listening to the Turkey Hunter podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please go on over to iTunes and leave a five-star review. And make sure to head over to www.iamturkeyhunting.com to subscribe for free turkey hunting tips, tactics, strategies, and product reviews to help you have a more successful turkey season. And stay tuned for upcoming episodes on hunting afternoon birds, how to film your hunt, and the breeding cycle of hens, as well as some guest interviews. Thanks again for listening. We know your time is valuable, and we appreciate you sharing some of it with us. See you next week.